Are we really gonna record an episode right now? Wait, what episode are we on? A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of our podcast, Deen Thoughts, with your two favorite hosts, Mira and Adam. And today we are back with another episode, Alhamdulillah. Um, episode. It's uh, fine. Some number. Honestly, I don't remember. I didn't check. I think check. it's 36. 36, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, today's episode is going to be about Tahajjud, inshallah. Um, tahajjud, translation English, is the night prayer. Right, so otherwise, so there's a difference between tahajjud and qiyam al-layl. We'll go, we'll go into that, uh, further into the episode. We'll just but say it now, it's fine. We'll say it now. I just want to say, like, this is a requested episode, and alhamdulillah, we have able to get to it because I believe it's actually a very good topic, and we didn't really think of it. But alhamdulillah, now we are starting it. Um, so to clarify the difference between tahajjud and qiyam al-layl, because many of you probably have heard both terms. So qiyam al-layl basically means. Uh, the night prayer after Aisha. So after you pray Aisha, any prayer after that can be Qiyam al-Layl. But if you go to sleep and wake up, this is Tahajjud. Why? Because you went to sleep and then you made the effort to wake up. So you had to wake right. up for the Salah. Because it's difficult before Fajr and you made your Salah. And this is the most difficult time, obviously, to wake up and Salih. But the rewards are crazy for Tahajjud. And we'll go over all the details, inshallah, and all the benefits because there's a lot of benefits for Tahajjud. So I really hope by the end of this episode, we can convince you to wake up for Tahajjud, inshallah, uh, even if it's just two rikahs, and that would be great. Um, One quick side note, make sure to stay to the end of the episode. We have a really nice surprise, inshallah, that we believe is going to be beneficial to everyone here. Um, and inshallah, it'll be great. So please make sure to stick to the end uh, and hear our surprise. Um, and yeah, let's just get right to the episode, inshallah. Inshallah. All righty. So should we start with the A's? Yeah, let's take a look at the A's first, inshallah. The A's. So the first A I want to go over is Surah Al-Muzzamil. Um, and it says, well, I'm going to go over a couple A's because uh, it, it's kind of like the main point, right? So Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ya ayyuhal muzzammil qum al-layla illa qalila nisfahu aw inqus minhu qalila aw zid alayhi wa rattil al-Qur'ana tartila inna sanulqi alayka qawlan thaqila inna nashiata al-layli hiya shaddu wata'an So the first thing is Ya Yuhal Muzzamil. This is talking about the Prophet ﷺ, right? The Muzzamil is the one who wraps himself in clothing. And the tafsir of this ayah is basically uh, after the Prophet um, got revelation, he was extremely frightened and like scared, right? Because right, Jibreel came down to him and it was the first time revelation. And it's obviously something that's very um, stressful. So he came back to his wife Khadija, and she wrapped him with clothing. And this is why it says Muzzamil, right? The one who is wrapped. There's also another um, surah, Ya Yuhal Muddathir, Muddathir right. which is the same, it's the same, talking about the same scenario, same situation. Same situation. It's a different word. Right. And then it says, the next ayah, Arise to pray the night except for a little, right? So this is Tahajjud, right? He's saying, arise to, and actually fun fact, well not fun fact, but like a fact of Islam is, I believe it was, I don't know how long exactly, but I know at some point in Islam, 
Qiyamul uh, was fard. This was before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent down the legislation for actual salah. Mm-hmm. So the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I believe his family as well. This is the verse that shows the obligation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obligated them to actually wake up and pray Qiyamul Layl and Tahajjud. Right, so it was an obligation, imagine, to wake up in the middle of the night and pray. Imagine how much, and this is when they first became Misinmeen, I believe. Yeah. So imagine their dedication as a Sahaba and um, to just right away take the command, okay, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and pray. It wasn't an easy thing to do. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa says, قُمِ اللَّيْلَ إِلَّا قليلا. So originally it was most for of the night. For a long time, yeah. Except for a little, yani majority of the night, you should be in prayer. But then what does he say after, out of his rahmah? Half of it or subtract from it a little. And Afikra, there's um in Surah Al Mudathir, they kind of explain each other. But you know the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says like um that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that some of you will be sick, some of you will be traveling, so he reduced it for you. He's talking about Qiyamul Layl. Yeah. And then the next one is or add to it and recite the Quran with measured recitation. Right? So he's saying, or you can add to the half. And recite the Quran with measured recitation. Don't so go. So now it's kind of just like however much you right. want. Indeed, we will cast upon you a heavy word. What is the heavy word? The Quran, right? The Quran is the the revelation. Uh, and then indeed, the hours of the night are more effective for the concurrence of heart and tongue, and more suitable for words. This is the A I really wanted to mention and focus on. Why? Because it mentions how the hours of the night are the most effective. For concurrence and concurrence is of the heart and the tongue, right? So Subhanallah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is is explaining it to us that these are the hours that are the most effective for your heart, the ones that will, uh, when you stand in front of me, it, you will feel the most effect in this salah, right? And it is more suitable for the words. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is giving us this explanation of why we should wake up in the night, why it it is difficult. But what is the benefit of it? You have this effect to your heart where you will feel more and more connected to your deen and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the main reasons is because when you think about it, if you're someone who's going to be waking up for Qiyamul Layl or, or, or you're doing Qiyamul Layl, that generally is a time where we start to wind down. Like for Qiyamul Layl, it's after Isha, you're getting ready for bed. For Tahajjud, you wake up in the middle of the night. You generally don't have much in your mind at that time. You're starting to wind down, let go of things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, and it, what he said, why did, I, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala command it? In, um, inna so he's saying that this is a time where we're going to, you're going to really be able to understand this heavy words. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, we're going to give you a heavy word, which is the Quran. It's going to be a lot to comprehend and understand. But it's during this night where you're really going to be able to connect to it. You're going to be able to understand it because generally that's when our minds are more clear. And if no one has ever prayed Qiyam or prayed Tahajjud, I say start off maybe with Qiyam because it's a little bit easier than Tahajjud. But even work your way up because being able to like just kind of concentrate on what you're saying um, and subhanAllah, there is like a barakah when you're praying it. You do actually connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're able to connect with the words that you're saying. Not when like you're in a busy day, like you're praying duhar, masalan, and we can barely even focus on Surah Al-Fatiha. So it's more of a connection to the words of Allah. Definitely. And just to clarify, Qiyam Layl can be any prayer after Salat Al-Asha. So if you finish Salat Al-Asha, you can get up right away and pray Qiyam. Two dakas, right? Just make sure you set the intention. And you Obviously. can also set more than one intention. For example, if you want to pray the sunnah for Aisha, you can set the intention that you're praying it 
um, as a sunnah and that you want it to be for qiyam layl. So generally the concept is um, any oblig- like anything that's obligatory, you can't put more than one intention. So for example, just salat dhuhr, you can't combine dhuhr and asr in one salat unless like you're traveling, it's a whole different situation. Same thing with fasting. You can't combine like an, obliga- an, oblig- an obligatory day with um, a sunnah fast. But for example, in this case, because it's a sunnah salah, you can put more than one um, intention, inshallah. Inshallah. Okay, the next ayahs are going to be in Surat As-Sajda, um, three ayahs from 15 to 17. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إنما يؤمن بآياتنا الذين إذا ذكروا بها خروا سجدا وسبحوا بحمد ربهم وهم لا يستكبرون تتجافى جنوبهم عن عن المضاجع يدعون ربهم خوفا وطمعا ومما رزقناهم ينفقون فلا تعلم نفس ما أخفي لهم من قرة أعين جزاء بما كانوا يعملون. Okay, so the translations are only those believe in our verses who, when they are reminded by them, fall down in prostration and exalt Allah with praise of their Lord, and they are not arrogant. Their sides part from beds, they supplicate their Lord in fear and aspiration, and from what we have provided them they spend. And no soul knows what has been hidden for them to comfort for them of comfort for eyes as reward for what they used to do. Um, I just want to mention a quick point before we get into like uh further explaining these ayat. The first ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has um the sajdah that we see sajdah tilawa like I think it's like six maybe eight I don't know don't quote me but it's a couple times in the Quran so basically the ruling is it's not an obligation it's a sunnah um so like of course we didn't get up and do sajdah because we're like in the middle of an episode but if you masalan come over this in salah um you can make the sajdah sometimes like if you're praying salah in jama'ah um the imam has like three options he can do the sajdah um or he can ignore it um so and there's another one but Basically, he does it and then recites Quran after. But that's just, I wanted to mention it because sometimes people don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. But you want to explain them? No, go ahead. So basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, um, and inshallah, this is an episode that I want to do and maybe it'll be the next one. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentions a couple times in the Quran what makes a characteristic of a believer. So he says, He says, truly the believers are those who, um, when they hear our words, they go to sujood. And um, so basically, it's people who like turn to salah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, um, that their sides arise from their beds. Yani they get up from their beds, they get up from their comfort, and they go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they get up in prayer to Allah. And Allah, to show us the reward for salah in general, and even like qiyam ul-layl here, he's saying um, that they do not know that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stored for them from reward um, and for what they used to do. So essentially, we know that Qiyamul Layl, inshallah, has a very mighty reward. It has even like tahajjud, any single salah. And a general concept that I want to mention is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He makes an action obligatory, it's for a reason. Because, for example, there are many things in our deen that have not been made obligatory. It's um, a sunnah for you to do it. But there are stuff that is an obligation, and one of that is salah. And the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made salah in general an obligation shows the great love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for this action. That he's not even giving you the option to decide whether you want to do it or not. He's saying you have to do it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in a hadith that my servant doesn't become 
like more beloved to me it doesn't like i don't love my servant until he does that which i've ob- ob- like made obligatory upon him so essentially like the five pillars of islam you do salah you pray your zakat you do um salman ramadan all of that is an obligation but what does allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in the hadith that they continue to then attain my love by getting closer to me through that which i have made not obligatory from that which is sunnah so essentially you being someone who tries to not tries to but who does pray their five daily salawat that is a characteristic for like you being able to attain the love of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to grow in that love that he has for you the more you continue in his sunnahs and the more that you continue to do that which he has not made obligatory because you just love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's like you can't get enough of a normal fard salah you want to do a sunnah, you want to do qiyam, you want to do tajjud. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to encourage us? That you'll get a reward for that which you used to do. Anything you want to say? No, I think you summed it up pretty well, I'm not going to lie. Okay, last A is, and then we'll go into the hadith. I feel like the hadith are going to be a little bit more convincing as well. Yeah. Because they give you a, little, a lot of perspective on why tajjud is so important and like why it, it's so beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um so we're going to be doing as well three ayat here inshallah yeah that my bad a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim innal muttaqina fi jannatin wa uyun akhirina ma atahum rabbuhum innahum kanu qabla dhalika muhsinin kanu qalilan minal layli ma yahjan ma yahjaun so the translation is, Indeed, the righteous will be among gardens and springs, accepting what their Lord has given them. Indeed, they were before that the doers of good, that doers of good. They used to sleep but little of the night. So saying what? So it's saying... It's the same concept. Allah same is concept, explaining right? who is the believers, who is the muttaqin, and He gives the characteristic, which is... They used to sleep little of the night. So imagine, it's saying the righteous will be among gardens and springs, right? This is Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is describing Jannah. Accepting what their Lord has given them. Indeed, they were before that doers of good. So he's saying that these were the people that were righteous and they were good. And they're accepting all the reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be given to us. In Jannah al-Firdaus. In Jannah al-Firdaus, inshallah. And what is the one thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says right after this? They used to sleep but little of the night. Isn't that crazy? And I think there's other... And I don't know if it's this one or maybe another surah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions various, like this isn't the only way you can attain Jannah and like you can attain this multiple reward, but this is one of the ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran to be from those who are muttaqeen, to be from those who are al-mu'mineen. So why wouldn't we try? Why wouldn't we, you know, put the intention? And one thing that I will mention is no matter what you want to do, any action, you're not going to be able to do it unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the strength to do it. So set the intention that you want to become someone who's able to pray Qiyamul Layl, who's able to pray Tahajjud, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for you. Because if Allah sees that you truly want to do it, He's not going to prevent you from doing it. That's just not like just. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Adil, He's the just, and He wants you to worship Him. So He will make it easier for you, inshallah. Yeah, and it's just important to mention that through like trying to remove your sins and trying to you know become a better muslim this is one of the best ways because i've always like thought about it in a way where it's like your iman is kind of like a bar and your sins will put like a cap on how much that bar is but the more you do good deeds and remove the sins the more the bar will grow and grow and grow so if you have this tahajjud 
Tahajjud is a great reward, one where you will connect, inshallah, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it takes so much effort and Allah sees the effort that you're putting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that you're waking up just for His sake. And it's also important to remember that when you wake up for Tahajjud, no one is around you. No one sees what you're doing except Allah. So it's very hard for you to have um, the intention of doing it for other people and to show off when you're really only, it's only you and Allah in the room. And you have woken up just for his sake in the middle of the night just to worship him. And that is why it's so easy to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, like many people will tell you to, to cry, right? Because this is actually very important. So, subhanAllah, I never, like, I heard that before, but it, like, it just hit. Right. Like, you literally can't do it unless you purposely make noise and you wake up the household. Obviously, but, but, like, it, and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves it so much because Allah loves. Like the prayer in the night is not like this prayer in the day. It's going to be more rewarding because you're not doing it for anyone else. There's no possibility for you to show off. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He loves our good deeds that are we do. And we try as much as we can to hide them just for His sake. So like, and I like, wallah, like there is a peace that comes with tajud and there's, it's not just the reward. And like, for anyone who's like waking up for Fajr, I really hope everyone is, and you should be waking up for Fajr. <laughs> but like, wake up five minutes before Fajr, ten minutes, make a you know make wudu and only pray two rakahs. Not like it doesn't have to be. You're gonna wake up an hour before. Make it easy on yourself. Take it step by step. May just pray like two rakahs after Isha and have the intention. But there is a beauty to it, inshallah. And I ask that Allah subhanahu wa taala allows us all to taste the sweetness of it, mm-hmm. and for that to be something that like continues to drive us to do it more, inshallah. I mean, and definitely. Definitely, definitely try to do that during Ramadan because that that's going to be like one of the most important things. Uh, and like Mira said, it's it's not difficult for you to wake up 15 minutes before Fajr and you could do two dakas there and it will still count. Like you don't think it won't count. It's, yeah, up until the last minute. Like up until literally Fajr. up until last yeah. minute. So inshallah, we can all try to put inshallah. intention for that. Um, did you believe? Can you believe Ramadan is literally 60 days away? I know. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ameen. The companions of the Prophet Muhammad they used to spend the six months before Ramadan asking Preparing. Allah to ask them to um, attain We Ramadan. need to do another Ramadan episode. We inshallah. will, inshallah. inshallah. Okay, so bringing in some ahadith. Um, uh, Jibreel, one time he came to the Prophet Muhammad and shall I read it in Arabic? Okay, I'm going to try. If I butcher it, then ignore but he said, um, he told the Prophet Muhammad he said, عِشْ مَا شِئْتْ فَإِنَّكَ مَيِّتْ وَعْمَلْ مَا شِئْتْ فَإِنَّكَ مُجْزِي بِهَا وَأَحْبِبْ مَنْ شِئْتْ فَإِنَّكَ مُفَارِقُهُ وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ شَرَفَ الْمُؤْمِنْ قِيَامُهُ, قيامه بِاللَّيْلِ وَعِزَّتُهُ إِسْتِغْنَاؤُهُ مِنَ النَّا عَنِ النَّاسِ So the Prophet... Allahumma barik, wow! She didn't even practice that. It's okay. Wow. So um, Jibreel, he came to the Prophet Muhammad and he said, O oh Muhammad Live as you wish, for you will surely die. Work as you wish, for you will surely be repaid. Love whomever you wish, for you will surely be separated. And know that the nobility of the believer is their prayer in the night, and their honor is in their independence from the people. And this is narrated in Albani. It's Hassan. So it's Sahih. Like it's good. Anyways. That's it's a whole, good. that's a different explanation. There's a difference between Hassan, Sahih. Anyways. Basically, it's not... It's authentic. It's not weak. Yeah, it's so authentic. It's, it's, yeah. But the the thing that I want to like point out here is that Jibreel is coming to tell the Prophet Muhammad he said, 
know that the nobility of the believer is their prayer in the night and their honor is in their independence from the people. So essentially, that's what makes us noble. That's what makes us like, imagine you're literally waking up when half the world is sleeping, but you're waking up for what? You're waking up to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And like, it's really sad because like right now, especially in the winter, Qiyam al-Layl is at like 6. Maybe like, you can pray Qiyam, like Fajr here, at least where we're at, is like 6.30. If you wake up 6.10, then you can pray Qiyam al-Layl. We know like people who are not Muslims, they wake up for like at 5 o'clock in the morning, just go to the gym. Or Oh, I saw this one guy. He was like, he was like, I walk to Fajr every day to the Masjid. And he's like, every day when I walk, I see the same guy walking his, his dog. dog. Yeah. And he was like, it's so disappointing how people can't even wake up for Fajr. But this guy, he's non-Muslim and he's waking up just to exactly. walk his dog. Go to the gyms at 5 o'clock in the morning. They're packed yeah. to the brim because people have lives and that's what they, that's their routine. So like, we need to have this routine. Like if people who are not Muslim can do it for the sake of dunya and their desires, then we should do it for ourselves, for the sake of our deen and for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think it's also important to mention is imagine yourself on the day of judgment when you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it says the nobility is in waking up in the night. So imagine when you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have all this reward from tahajjud but you also have this nobility and this special kind of like mark to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you woke up in the night just for me, my slave and that makes you special to me. Aslan, you know when you're in the grave that the salah will stand as a protection for you against the punishment of the grave and the two angels. They will say no. They used to pray at night. I'm going to protect them. And actually, like um, the people, like may Allah not make us from them, but the Muslimin who go into Jahannam, there's a place on their forehead that does not burn. And that's where they used to make salah. That place of that place just cannot burn, like because athar sujud, and we read yeah. that in Surah Sajda that you can tell from them the signs of prayer that they were actually prostrating, and that's that one spot on your forehead that we don't bow down to anyone, we don't follow our desires because essentially you're gonna be a slave to something, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna be a slave to the dollar, you're gonna be a slave to society, your own desires. We don't follow any of that. We're a slave to Allah, and that means we don't bow down to anyone but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala because He's the only one that deserves to be bound down to. Like that is just it. Like no one else. But. Anything else you want to say? Alhamdulillah. No, I think that was all. Just just keep in mind, like I said, and for me, that's like an important thing is anytime I'm thinking about anything about like doing like a good action or how hard it may be, you know, I always like to take it back to perspective of me coming on the Day of Judgment in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thinking this deed will be presented in front of Allah. How happy will I be when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will single me out for such a good deed, Right. And this is for any deed, really, you go to, or any bad deed. You think, oh, this bad deed, if I keep reoccurringly do it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will single me out for a bad deed, and He will ask me, and I will be embarrassed, and how will I answer to Him? So it's just important to remember, in every situation, any action you do, am I going to be proud, or am I going to be uh, not happy about this on the Day of Judgment when Allah presents it to me, right? So that's always important to keep in mind, inshallah. Also, like, for someone, um, we saw this, like, in the A that we read, but for anything generally, if something is harder for you, it's more of a reward. So if, like, for example, it's easier for someone to wake up for Qiyam than another person, the person who it's harder for actually gets more of a reward because it's more of a jihad. So even if it's something that's hard, don't get discouraged. Bilakis, you're getting more hasanat than anyone that it's easier for. Definitely. Okay, the next two hadith that we wanted to mention, the first one is in um, Sahih Muslim, 
or is it Sahih Muslim? I don't know what it's called. I know it's Muslim, but it's Wait, Muslim. anyways. You know how they say like Bukhari and Muslim? Is it Sahih Muslim too? Yeah. I think anyways, it is. okay. So the Prophet Muhammad said, <laughs> "It's him, good. Said, it's good. <laughs> it's good." <laughs> that's like we actually. Anyways, that's a whole. That's too like. I don't know. We might have to go into it in anyways, depth one time. Inshallah. In the future. Once so, we become huge, once we have a whole fan base and like a well, we have to learn it too. Like we, we don't even know. We have to <laughs> no, once we have like a whole app for like Dean Dots, a Dean Dots app. Yeah, like an app. You know, anyone how, out there is like a computer science whiz. Yeah, hit us up. You guys, if can you guys, an app. if you guys really think like we can get to that at some point, we we sh- you guys should like email us like, yo, like we really we want you guys to get to that point. You know, inshallah. Like inshallah, where we have like a a channel like a youtube channel maybe yeah we have like we make like a whole team that would be amazing That'd be well crazy. stay to the end because we're gonna tell you something oh Anyways. just wait okay so the prophet Muhammad last time he said that the best prayer after the obligatory prayer is the prayer at night it's in uh narrated by muslim the second one is that he said uh you should pray for it is the custom of the righteous who came before you and it brings you closer to your lord and it expiates sins and prevents misdeeds uh narrated in at-tirmidhi so basically, we learn from these hadith that, of course, the best prayer is the prayer at night after the obligation, which is kind of like what we talked about. And it was what the, um, the custom of the righteous, يعني, it was like the prophets, Allahu A'lam, before us, um, the, the Muslimin before us, it was a common practice um, of the nations before us. And it will bring you closer to your Lord. We talked about this, how because it's just such a peaceful time, inshallah, we're going to be able to draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's going to encourage us to leave off that which is haram, to prevent us from sins as well. But that one's pretty straightforward. I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was very beautiful, mashallah. And then just one more. Um, the Prophet Muhammad he mentioned in At-Tirmidhi that um, in, he said that in paradise there are apartments, the outside of which can be seen from the inside and the inside of which can be seen from the outside. A Bedouin stood up and he said, Who are they for, O Messenger of Allah? He said, They are for those who speak good words, feed others, fast regularly and pl- pray to Allah at night when people are sleeping and it's uh, Hassan by Albani so we see multiple characteristics here but one of the things is he mentioned those who pray at night so I don't know what these houses are we don't really get a description better than you can see the inside from the outside I don't know what that means but we know that in Jannah um, people like people will have tents in Jannah which is like a tent is usually lower than a house right mm-hmm. And the tents is made out from one singly carved pearl. So imagine what a house is. Yani we don't even know, but Allahu A'lam, it's not something that's insignificant. It's nothing compared to this world. And one not of the everything char- gives you a house in Jannah. Yeah. That's for sure. And one of the characteristics is for those who um, used to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at night when people are sleeping. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, now we talked all about the hasanat and the reward. But I want to mention the benefits, one of the benefits. So there is a, this is another hadith. We're going through a lot of hadith today, but I promise you they're all beneficial, inshallah. It's, it's good to hear, obviously, a hadith from the Rasulullah And the fikra, our religion, we have to take both the hadith and sunnah. Oh yeah, definitely. We can't just take one and reject the other. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in Quran, you mean. Allah, yeah, yeah, what I say, hadith and sunnah. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's important to look at the sunnah, the way the Prophet lived. So... This is a hadith narrated by Abu Huraira Rasulullah anhu. You guys know why he was Allah, called Abu Huraira? Apostle. He used to always have a cat. He had in a cat sleep. sleep. <laughs> yeah, that was that's crazy. Imagine. When I learned that I was like, wow, that's Besides crazy. Subhanallah. So cute. 
Allah's Apostle, peace be on him, said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Our Lord, the Blessed, the Superior, comes every night down on the nearest heaven to us when the last third of the night remains, saying, Is there anyone to invoke me so that I may respond to invocation? Is there anyone to ask me so that I may grant him his request? Is there anyone seeking my forgiveness so that I may forgive him? So many of us probably have heard this hadith. It's a very we mentioned it famous, and we probably have. But it's in Bukhari, by the way. Sahih Bukhari. Yeah. It's like a theme today. We're talking about all the Sahih. Uh, it's good. It's Hassan. <laughs> it's good. No, it's Sahih, actually. It's good. Okay, it's good. Yeah. So basically, first thing you want to look at is last third of the night. So like we mentioned, it's good to do it before Fajr. Um, so actually, the last third of the night, um, if anyone wants to calculate, most of the Adhan apps now like have it on there. But so, so okay, wait. Backtrack. Okay. Qiyam layl like Adam mentioned. Okay, wait, so. I'm back to Sorry, okay, sorry. Okay. Qiyamul Layl is any time after Salatul Isha up until Fajr, right? That's when you can play Qiyam. Tahajjud is meaning, meaning you, it's basically a form of Qiyam, but it's extra special because you want to sleep and you woke up. You can literally fall asleep for 30 minutes and wake up. That's considered Tahajjud. But Qiyam, which this hadith says, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a way that befits His Majesty, we don't know how it happens, but we believe that it does, comes down to the, to the heaven, to the like, what is it? Sama'at dunya. On the, the nearest sky, heaven. The nearest heaven. Yani the, the sky right above us. And he calls out. He says, who is asking me, like Adam mentioned, whatever. But this happens whatever, during the time. Not whatever. Yeah, like in Miami, etc. <laughs> this happens during the time of Qiyam, which is the last third of the night. Basically, how you calculate that is you take the time from Maghrib, when Maghrib ends up until Fajr. And divide it by three. That's the last third. Basically, just wake up before Fajr gets. Yeah, but the Adhan apps should have it now. But it's the last yeah, third from Maghrib, not from Aisha. Just to point that out. Yeah, because that's when the night starts. Yeah, because that's... Yeah, okay. That's Anyways, Anyways, let me finish. Sorry. Before I was rudely interrupted. Not just kidding. Okay, so... um, And then... It says, is there anyone to invoke me so that I may respond to invocation? So this is where we start to get to the benefits. You get well, all number one. Benefits too. Wait, I don't benefits, like how you're saying that. Like, I mean, like, okay, like benefits and rewards. Like, like this we is extra to, special because like, Allah's okay. is coming down. Can I just say what I want to say, please? Go like, ahead. please. Okay, like, go ahead. Just, okay, thank you. So we said uh, you get so many rewards, right? You're noble, all this obviously benefits. But I'm just you saying get a this house is... in Jannah. Okay, me not, like, okay. I just I'm can't. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but you're like ignoring the house in Jannah. I understand, but this, like, okay. can I say this? Okay. Like, I feel like I can't say it. All right. So <laughs> then, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? He said, Is there anyone to evoke me so that I may respond to invocation? Is there anyone, basically, ask whatever you want, right? Is there anyone to ask me so that I may grant him his request? Is there anyone seeking my forgiveness so that I may forgive him? Ask whatever you want. In this tahajjud prayer, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is guaranteeing you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do whatever you want that you ask from Him. Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's his karam, his, his mercy, how his benevolent He is, how much yeah. he, he gives and He wants to give, and how much reward He gives us just for doing an action. He gives us more reward than how much the action is actually worth because of His rahmah. Right? You're praying even two rikahs and you make da'a and Allah will give you whatever you ask for in those two rikahs. So to show you whatever you want, if you are struggling in life, if you are wanting something that you feel like you're not getting, if you are stressed, anxiety, whatever it is, you go into tahajjud, you will feel relaxed, you will feel calm, you can make your du'a for Allah to forgive you and to guide you and to remove all the stress from your life and to 
whatnot and so forth and whatever du'at you want to make. And it's unlimited. It's not like it's, it's, he's not capping your du'at, whatever you want, right? So imagine the benefit. Like this is cra- This alone should get you to wake up for tahajjud, seriously. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in a hadith that he stretches out his arm in the night so the people who sinned in the day can repent. And he stretches out his hand and his arm as well in the day so the people of the night can repent. Um, this is a whole different topic. But basically, like when we say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a hand or an arm or whatever, it's not the same way. They're not like ours. Like for example, we have a hand and a clock has a hand, but those two hands are different. It's in a way that befits his majesty, but we know we can say that because it's mentioned in the hadith. But basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you such a great opportunity. Anything that you did, you come and you pray these two rak'ahs with the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. He's saying, who wants my forgiveness? Who And, we, and we're sleeping. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's <laughs> literally. literally saying, I'm calling out, who wants my forgiveness? Who wants my mercy? Who wants me to accept their dua? And we are sabi' we're in the seventh heaven, like seventh sleep. Sabi' <laughs> is seventh sleep. It's, like we're in deep sleep. It's a it's a, we're in it's deep a sleep. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like, is calling out to you. And I don't want anyone to say, oh, Mira and Adam said my dua will be accepted and you make a dua and it doesn't get accepted. We know, and we've mentioned this before, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts dua in Three ways. Yeah. It might not be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you exactly what you're saying because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has an ilm. Best, right? We're only seeing a piece of the puzzle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees everything. So He's going to give you what's best for you, but He will accept the dua in the way that's best for you, not necessarily that He's going to give you the dua right away. So don't get discouraged, but this is a, a very beautiful hadith. Honestly, sums up all of tahajjud. I Literally. I, like, that's one of my favorites. Like, I just feel like it's so like crazy like whatever you want let's saying i will give it to you grant you it you know like how how much mercy does allah have like it's crazy so subhanallah i think the strongest thing is that you're waking up while everyone's sleeping right. it's like special time not everyone is going to be sitting making dua to allah but you wake up during that time it's like one-on-one like if okay listen this popped into my brain oh. if you like want to see a celebrity okay won't you want to purchase a vip ticket and go and see them just you and them like, how amazing would it be for you to have a talk with, like, your favorite celebrity and make sure they're a halal celebrity? Like, they're like, Mufti Mink, okay? Mufti Mink! Like, imagine being Habib able to Norma sit... Gamedov. Okay, whatever. Imagine being able to sit and having a conversation one-on-one with him. How happy would you feel? Crazy. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every single day, millions of people all over the world are making dua to him. But during Qiyam al-Lil, the number decreases. Because it's only a specific group of people that are able to wake up for Qiyam al-Lil. That's like VIP one-on-one time with you and Allah. Not to say the other times aren't one-on-one as well. Like, Allah hears everything. But it's special. special. Not as many people are waking up for it. Special. Let's sum it up. Wake up for tahajjud, guys. You will see a change in your life. Set the intention and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easier for you. I really urge everyone here to try it. Even if it's like once a month. Like, seriously. I'm pretty sure everyone wakes up for school during that time anyways. Some people do. So, like, really put the effort, like... Okay, I'm going to start once a month doing it, then once a week, then two times a week. You know, put, keep increasing and increasing. And taking steps is the easiest way to getting it to be a normal habit, inshallah. Now, for our surprise. you have anything else to say? Or no. should we say surprise? Okay, wait. I just want to say one thing really quickly. Okay, really um, quick. Make sure you guys uh, turn on post notifications. Send it to anyone. No, who... that's the end. That's the oh, end. Okay, go ahead. We're Sorry. not done. This I'm is the surprise. This I know it's a surprise. I know it's a surprise. All right. 
Can I mention actually? Are you ready wait, for the... Okay, wait. I want to just mention one thing. Okay, I, I can't talk on this okay. podcast. I might just leave. I don't no, know. No, listen. Our last episode, there was um a listener. His name was Kevin. I feel so bad because he asked the question and I tried posting a reply to him, but it never showed up. So I'm starting to think that a lot of you guys who are replying to our episodes are not like your guys's comments are not showing up because I tried replying three times and all three times it wouldn't show up. So I'm guessing there's something wrong with Spotify. Like, I don't know what they're doing. But anyways, we wanted to create another way where you guys can communicate with us. I know some of you guys have found our Instagram. Some of you guys have reached out via our email. This is a surprise, by the way, just for you. Yeah, but it's like very hard. (laughs) And so we thought of this idea. Where basically, um, for anyone who's interested, we're going to be making two group chats on WhatsApp. If you don't have WhatsApp, it is worth it to download it just for this. One group with the sisters, which was will be my group, I'll be in it. And then one with the brothers, which will be Adam. No free mixing. If you're a guy and you try to get into the sisters group chat, you're going to get flamed. You're not going in there. Yeah, stuff for the love, brother. Go get married. But basically, the concept is... We want it to be, we like me and Adam mention this all the time, but we really are a Dean Thoughts family. And so we want to make an outlet where um, you don't feel alone. Like, honestly, like brother Kevin, he's going to get so many hesitant because he's the one who inspired us to do this. Sure. Like we want it to be where like, you have a question, you ask in the group chat, anyone who might have any knowledge or anyone who has any advice answers it. You don't feel like you're alone. So even if you are in, I don't know, Australia and you're the only one in your community who's a Muslim, you have this whole family on WhatsApp backing you up, making you feel confident, making you feel strong. So we're trying to make this linkage of sisterhoods. I want to meet those sisters out there who are listening to us. And I know Adam wants to meet, the brothers. Want to meet the brothers. We want to know who you guys are. and we want. But I will say, there are etiquettes to the group chat. First thing is we also, if anyone has like a video that they watch that's beneficial, a hadith of the day, for example, an A that you came across, all of these, you can send them in the group chat as well. Um, just make sure that you're being considerate to everyone. No one says anything that's rude. Make sure that you're sending things that are authentic. You're not spreading a fitna. If you are, you will be asked to leave or me and Adam will just kick you out. Yeah. Um, so inshallah, our hopes is for this to be something that's benefit. If we start to see that it's causing problems, we're going to stop it. But I don't think, inshallah, we're, I think everyone's pretty mature enough to understand the inshallah. concept behind it. But and just to clarify, sorry, but if you guys ask us any question, we're not going to just do it from our own knowledge yeah. obviously like we're obviously going to um make sure to ask people who are more knowledge- knowledgeable than us Alhamdulillah, inshallah yeah. if need be so yeah so anything that. that we have the knowledge for we will be able to answer so that's why we're saying anyone who like for example asks a question don't feel like anyone else needs to answer like if you don't know the question there was um one time a companion uh, a scholar i don't know which one it was but one of the big scholars i think it was maybe even like imam ahmed or something they asked him like 250 questions he answered like 10 and it's not out of like it's not just it's out of your honor to say that I don't know because you rather say I don't know than say something that's incorrect. So all of your answers, all of the questions that you guys answer, like Adam said, it's not from our own desires and our whims. We are actually asking people. We're searching up. We're we're asking reputable people, inshallah. So we wanted it to be an easy way to ask questions, to meet you guys, um, to make this sense of community. Post daily like videos. Anyone who has good videos or like reminders or anything. Um, but yeah, so we'll put the ch- we'll put the links in below. We'll be one for the sisters, one for the brothers. Inshallah, if we don't start posting stuff for a little bit, we're kind of just waiting for people to get in there because people listen to our episodes at different speeds. But inshallah, um, we'll you know start on there. So brother Kevin, we couldn't answer your question. There's actually a whole episode coming out for your question. So wait on that, inshallah. inshallah. But ask them on there so we can you know definitely get to you guys sooner, inshallah. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm. So thankful for you guys if you have been listening for this long. Um, make sure, like Mita said, turn on the p- 
post notification bell. Share this to whoever you think may benefit. Alhamdulillah, we are growing. And because of you guys sharing, and inshallah, you will get the rewards for that as well. Um, make sure to keep us in your dua, and we will keep you guys in our dua, inshallah. Join the WhatsApp group, and assalamu alaikum.